Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week, we're dipping into the E-Town archives and featuring one of our favorite shows, and it starts right now. From the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's musical guests, RCA recording artist Ray LaMontagne and the Pariah Dogs, and alligator recording artist J.J. Gray and Mofro. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, please join me in welcoming Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town. We get together every week. We listen to some live music, talk about the world around us. We have a huge uh, full house here at the Boulder Theater and a handsome crowd, too. Uh, and with good reason. I think both of our guests this week are excellent, although most of our guests are pretty darn excellent. So we have two very soulful singers this week who share quite a lot in terms of sound and sensibility. They could not come from farther away from each other in terms of where they got their start on the East Coast, one in Maine and the other in a steamy, swampy part of northern Florida. And no surprise, uh, his music is kind of steamy and swampy with bits and uh, pieces of R&B and soul and Motown and reggae and blues and all that stuff is in there. He's got a great new record, and we're about to hear all kinds of songs from that new record right now. Please help me welcome back to E-Town, J.J. Gray and Mofro.
DJ I can hear him sing That the truth it must be lived And to wake up from the dream of my day Thank y'all. JJ Gray, welcome back. You sound great. Good singing, good songs. Thanks. Bunch of new stuff, new record. <laughs> good to be here. Yeah. You have a really strong connection to your part of the world, North Florida, that landscape of where you come from. It just seems like it's sort of deep in you. Definitely. There's a little body of water that connects a couple of lakes that I've heard you uh, talk about before. Is it called Cross Creek or something? Yep, Loch Lusa. It's the little creek between Loch Lusa and Lake Orange. It's one of my favorite places on earth, all that right there. That's where um, I stopped talking because I don't never stop talking. So I stop talking when I get down there and look around. It's funny you say that because I think of people who've been to... Uh, you know, the jungles and the Amazon and places like that. And they talk about connecting with nature in a different way. They have to sort of go a little deeper and figure out a way that they can actually embrace snakes and insects and all that stuff that, you know, is part of nature. But uh, you got to get in deep to be able to be kind of connected to it. Yeah, well, to me, you just got to um, get away from thinking about it, get away from the mental part of it, because... If you go to the Amazon, that's a big deal. But if you walk out back and you live here and those mountains are there every day, you can forget they're there because you get caught up in right. stuff that don't really matter. Yeah. You think matters, but it don't. Well, let's, let's apply that to the world of music a little bit because, you know, this idea that the music that we play and, and how we express ourselves is in some ways connected to our landscape and the things around us. You know, people say, yeah, well, J.J. Gray, he's got that swamp sound. He's got that swampy thing. He's got that, you know, thing that happens <laughs> down there. Is it also about getting down deeper into that place where you're not thinking so much and you're just listening and feeling a little more and sort of almost like you would be in La Clusa or Yeah, Clusa in a way, I think every day of anybody's life has led you to where you're at right at this second. And if you let all those things just be, then it just happens all by itself. You don't have to think about it. It just shows up. And like, to me, reggae music sounds like Jamaica or the islands in general. It just sounds like that landscape. Right. Do you have such a deep connection to that landscape around you that you have to, like, fight to preserve it if it's going to get developed <laughs> and you see the bulldozers coming? And are you one of those guys that's going to out there say, wait, stop? Yeah, hey, occasionally. You know, I mean, I, I'm not one to tell another grown person what to do. But, um, you know, there's a smart way to do things and a quick, sloppy, greedy way to do things. So, you know, it's... Uh, um, I, and I, I know, you know, people listening, and we have a lot of stations in the South, and there is a... There is a way of being in the world where you don't necessarily uh, say everything that you are to everybody you meet. You know, you let that process of discovery happen that seems to be a Southern characteristic in some ways. 
And uh, I like the fact that, you know, we've been getting to know each other a while, and I just each time learn a little more and find out a little more of a connection to your songs and where this stuff comes from. But it's cool. I really like uh, the new record called Georgia War Horse. Thank you. Um, welcome back along with the band Mofro, Mr. J.J. Gray.
JJ Gray and Mofro, Andrew Troub on the guitar, Anthony Cole on the drums, Arthur Edmiston on the sax, Dennis Marion on the trumpet, Anthony Farrell on the keys, Ted Pecchio on the bass. The CD is called George Warhorse out on Alligator Records. Those guys will be back to play some more music a little later on in the show. We'll be back with more from this special show with J.J. Gray and Mofro after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster, this is E-Town. J.J. Gray and Mofro are going to be back playing some more music in a little while. And coming up, Ray LaMontagne and his great band, The Pariah Dogs, are here. Uh, right now, before those guys come out, every week we get to share a story with you that came from one of our listeners. Uh, this is someone that we have learned about from someone out there in, uh, in our radio audience. And it's essentially a story of someone who has inspired our listeners enough to encourage them to share that story with us so we can share it with you. These are just simple stories of people stepping up, looking at a problem right where they are and deciding they can have uh, an impact, they can make a difference, taking a few small steps in a great direction, and they always add up. It's the Achievement Award. It's made possible by a grant from the Bohemian Foundation. And here comes Helen to tell you about this week's winner. Thank you, Nick. This week's story comes to us from listener Ingrid Walsh. She's nominating Paula Dupree Pessman. Paula worked as an associate producer in Hollywood on films like the first three Harry Potter films, Mrs. Doubtfire and Rant. Most recently, she was producer of the Oscar-winning documentary The Cove. During production of the Harry Potter films, two things happened that would change her life forever. A chance connection with a little girl with cancer and Paula's own first-hand experience with the impact of her husband's cancer on their lives. These two circumstances inspired her to take a break from her career in film to create a nonprofit program that provides much needed support for critically ill children and their families. And Nick, I'm excited that Paula is able to uh, join us in person to tell us more about this. So let's bring her out right now. This week's Achievement Award winner, formerly of Los Angeles, California, now living in Boulder, Colorado, Paula Dupree Pessman. How are you, Paula? Great, thank Doing you. okay? <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you for joining us. Um, can you tell us a little about that first um, sort of chance encounter that Helen mentioned? My husband, Kurt, had advanced colon cancer. So he had just finished his ordeal, going through radiation, surgery, chemo. And uh, we flew back to London for Harry Potter, where I was working. And the first day back on my job, 
my phone rang and it was a misdirected call and it was for a child who was dying and who wanted to see the film. Wanted to see Harry Potter. Yeah, I before see. it was released. I mean, oh, okay. she wanted to see it and she wasn't going to probably make it oh, to okay. the release. Wow. So mm-hmm. um, what an amazing uh, wrong number. That's just yeah. incredible. It was life-changing for yeah. me. Um, Did you work it out? Yeah. We had a screening for her and... Um, she passed away three weeks later, and her photo still hangs over my desk. Oh, wow. After that day, and I received the letter and the photo, I went to the producers and the director and the studio and started a program welcoming over 60 families that came from around the world, critically ill children. And, and I just saw what it did to everyone around us, the whole crew. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon, the makeup people were putting scars on their foreheads. The costume people were tailoring robes and... The grips were lifting up wheelchairs, and I just saw how everybody became a part of it, and they all really wanted to do something. If They just didn't know how to do that, and when it was presented, they joined in. So once that film wrapped and you're back Mm -hmm. into your real world, how how do you then take that inspiration and turn it into something that can keep Mm -hmm. going? I struggled with that because I had found that thing in me that was really inspired by these families and what they went through. So I I was trying to figure out how we can do something that isn't already out there and connect people who want to help to the people who need it. And that's how we started it. And what kind of help are you talking about? Helping the families themselves? just Yeah, whatever's stressful for the families. So you listen to them and you learn. You know, maybe it's they have five kids and you learn they're trying to keep up with their house cleaning and their laundry and we can go do their laundry or their car's broken. Wow. Get their car fixed. Um, maybe after they've gotten rides to radiation, that period may be over, and now maybe they're home and they need groceries brought to them. Yeah. So we try to stay flexible and make sure that we're maintaining, keeping that stress off a little bit. How long do you work with a typical family? About three months is the average, but we have families that it's a week and some that it's three years. You know, We're there through the medical crisis, so we don't come in and out of their life. We make sure we hold them till they're across the street. Right. And how do you find the volunteers? Um, people will tell their friends or their family what they're doing, and they say, oh, well, I have an auto shop. Maybe I could help fix cars, and maybe I can do babysitting, and maybe I can drive. And it's just a lot of word of mouth, I would say. It's cool because you'd think about what, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's lots and lots of agencies that provide help and support for people in need in these circumstances, but predominantly it's medical care mm-hmm. or hospital care or it's hospital transportation or whatever. But you're really thinking about ways in which you can reduce stress in these families' lives at a really critical time. Yeah. Um, Do you have a bunch of volunteers? you have a lot of people so far? We have about 350 active volunteers. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. And so you can really help. I'm I'm assuming that helps a lot of people. Yeah. And so you've been able to provide these kinds of services at no cost to families at a time when they really need it. Yeah. And they can find you, and it's, again, kind of word of mouth. The families come to us through the social workers. So they yeah. come to us and say, here's the story, here's what we need. And, and they tell us all the time. They call us when they don't know who to call. Do you measure the kind of impact and, like, you know, amount of food provided or hours of volunteer help or anything like that? I mean, it doesn't Yeah, know. We've provided over $800,000 worth of volunteer time yeah. since starting four and a half years ago. We've delivered 250,000 pounds of food in our cars. <laughs> right. So, Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And I love the fact that, A, you know, just sort of because you were associated with this exciting film and this thing that uh, was attractive to young people, and also because there was a wrong number. 
And I love that. you didn't just say, oh, sorry, she won't get a wrong number. This was just something that you were open enough to, mm-hmm. to actually embrace. It's remarkable, really, Paul. Yeah, it found me. I'm yeah. very blessed. Oh, it's so, so. cool. Love those, those yeah. kind of stories. And again, the name of the organization? There With Care. There With Care. And there's mm-hmm. a website. Yep, it's therewithcare.org. Yeah. So if people want to know more, or see, inf- yeah. they could probably see photos and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. There with CARE, we've got a Framed Achievement Award certificate for you thank to share with your volunteers and your staff. And thanks for sharing your story with us. Thank you so much, Helen and Nick. That's Paula Dupre Pressman, founder of There with CARE, helping families in need. Congratulations, Paula. The Achievement Award is made possible by a grant from the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. Our thanks to this week's listener nominator, Ingrid Walsh. We'll be giving her and our winner, Paula, generous gift bags filled with great E-Town stuff and lots more. Now, for our listeners, if you'd like to hear this entire interview again, or if you'd like to nominate someone for an Achievement Award, maybe it's someone you've heard of or someone you know personally who's doing great work to better the lives of others in some way. You can do that and more on our website, etown.org, or write us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Paula. Another great Achievement Award. Uh, story. We've got more music, as I mentioned, coming up from J.J. Gray and Mofro in just a little while. Right now, I want to tell you about our next guest. There are um, some radio folks here from around the country. If you people ever get down, if you ever wonder if what you do really makes a difference, don't forget that back in 2004, when uh, Ray LaMontagne came on like gangbusters with his first record called Trouble, we all learned the story of the guy who was working you know, 65 hours a week in a shoe factory and heard a song on the radio by Stephen Stills. And that story was probably exaggerated a little bit, but it did in fact get uh, him down to the record store where he checked out more artists and more records and and certainly changed his path. And good things came from that. So uh, good things can happen when people listen to the radio, especially if it's good radio. So keep trying out there. Um, There is a new and soulful record now uh, that Ray and this band have made called God Willin' and the Creek Don't Rise. We're going to hear some of those new songs right now. Please welcome back to E-Town, along with his really remarkable band that has a brand new name, Ray LaMontagne and the Pariah Dogs.
just outside of Nashville I met the woman of my dreams She would like to get to know her Maybe find out what it means I was just kicking along the sidewalk And, uh, and the Pariah Dogs, welcome back to E-Town. Thanks for stopping by. I'm so glad you did. Thank you. The, um, it's, it's so cool because every time you've been here, uh, it's been the same band. You've kept the same great band together. Well, the, well yeah, they, I guess it has been, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was just I was thinking about Greg. I don't know if Greg was Greg, here. Greg is a great here, new addition, Greg? yeah. No, he's yeah, new, he but he fits right yeah. in. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's the coolest one. <laughs> He's slick. He's classy. I don't think the others heard, heard you say that, though. Oh, they did. We all agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we agree. He's, he's, he's a class act. Yeah. It, and, and these are, um, it's the perfect band for you. It, it is. It's sort of, it doesn't surprise me at all that, yeah. you know, and now you've had a chance to really connect. You must know each other really well. Yeah, we do. It feels like a family, you know? Yeah. It's lovely. It's really lovely. And they're amazing. And then when you got together and you're there and you're presenting the songs and they're hearing them for the first time, did you um, leave it open for surprise so they could kind of take it and monkey with it? Because I imagine you're so used to each other by now. You know, I had some ideas and references and things, but really 
once we started playing, they just blossomed into their own unique things, you know, far beyond my expectations for, yeah. what, for, for what they would become, you know. And the place, um, I understand it was the, uh, a ballroom that was attached to what is now your house. It used to be the house of a Russian ambassador or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was a, a summer estate of the first U.S. ambassador to Russia, which I found for sale two years ago in uh, quite a state. It was kind of rough around the edges, like myself. Um, but it was... A work in progress. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was... Um, yeah, it was pretty rough, you know. It, it needed to be, um, there was no electricity or plumbing or anything like that. But it was a beautiful old 1811 federal house. And I've always been nuts about old houses, you know. Always, ever since I was a kid, I, I used to watch this old house, you know. And I always thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah, I know, this, I'm, this it totally proves what a dork I am, but... <laughs> like, I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't watching Batman. I was, like, watching this old house. <laughs> so weird, but... I just loved that stuff. I loved old houses. There's something so amazing about them because they have a story to tell. You know, right. every old house has a different story to tell, you know, yeah. in every floorboard, in every door jam, everything, you know. And you have some uh, skills, too. I mean, you did some time as a carpenter. Well, I have skills, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. I have some skills. I do. <laughs> I do, yeah. But no, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't done... Um, no project too daunting. No, well, you know, I really haven't done much of it myself. Yeah. I should say that. Uh, but you understand. Because I'm too, I'm too busy, I'm working to pay for it. Yeah. So that's kind of changed. I'm sort of on the other side of it now, sort of yeah. watching the guys. This really amazing group of people working on the house, and they are amazing people. Yeah. Um, yeah, just watching them covered with plaster dust and all stuff, and I'm just saying, hmm, 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 not me. I'm going to go play my guitar, guys. Yeah. I'll come back at lunch and see how you're doing. You yeah. know. Just, just, just write the check. It's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I noticed that you've got a full calendar of shows. You're going to be busy. You're going to be out there playing with a bunch of people, yeah. including one person I saw you're doing some shows with, again, uh, is Levon Helm. And always yeah. s struck me that that was a good combo. Just you and I have talked about how the band is, you know, high on your list. And that must be, oh, yeah, yeah. That must be a, a, an interesting sort of full circle experience to do shows Oh, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's mind-blowing to see him, to actually be on the same stage with him and and to feel him playing, you know, behind you is amazing. It's unbelievable. I can't, it's hard to even describe it, you know, because he's getting on now in age, and, uh, but when he sits at the drums, it's like 35 years just fall off of him, yeah. you know? And he's, he just rocks, he really rocks. Well, um, and the CD is called God Willing and the Creek Don't Rise. Which I remember, I guess, from old Hank Williams radio shows. It's just an old mm -hmm. saying, see you next week, God willing, and the creeks won't rise, that kind of thing. Is that where you heard it? or? Yeah, it's, you know, I really can't place where I heard it. That's yeah. the weird thing about it. It just kind of popped in there when I was working on this song that was, I was having a hard time figuring out what the song wanted to be. It wasn't revealing itself very easily. And eventually it sort of it became a letter from uh, like a, a cow punch in the 1800s back to his gal, sort of telling you where they were at in their progress and just sort of wondering if they were going to get home or not, you know. Yeah, it just kind of brought the song together, but I'm not really sure where it came from. Yeah, but it is the title of the record. Yes, it is. Regardless of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just in case... See, it's like the first show, you were like, hey, you have to say something, and now you're just like, shh. <laughs> 
you can't. He remembers. He remembers. Yeah. Back to, back to that. You just can't please any. You can't please anybody. No, no. Hey, it's that work in progress thing. You know, we're all the same. We're all the same. Anyway, I'm thrilled that you're here. The songs are great. I really enjoyed the new record. Let's get back to music. Welcome back, along with the Pariah Dogs, Ray LaMontagne.
into line like your daddy done Punching the time and climbing life's long ladder Young man, full of big plans and thinking about tomorrow Young man, gonna make a stand, you beg, steal your ball
good, 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 good. She's good to me. Oh, she's good, 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 good. I love. Cause I love my baby. I love. I love. Greg Lee's on the guitars, Jay Belarus on the drums, Jennifer Condos on the bass. Nice to see you. Ray Lamontagne. The CD is called God Willing and the Creek Don't Rise out on RCA Records. These guys will be back at the very end of the show. That's Ray Lamontagne and the Pariah Dogs. We will be back with more from JJ Gray and Mofro after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by our family of supporters, including Charlie and Leanne Sander, Brad Feld and Amy Batchelor, and a special thanks to Ed Littlefield Jr. for your continued support. As a reminder, for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel, where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest offerings. And if you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio located in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like KKRN, Montgomery Creek, California, on KFJM in Grand Forks, North Dakota, Prairie Public Radio, and on WEVL, Weevil, in Memphis, Tennessee. Thanks for listening. As always, if you'd like more information about what we're up to here at E-Town, lots of stuff is available online at etown.org. Right now, please help me welcome back to the stage JJ Gray and Mofro. Let me rock you to sleep 
When I look down at you I see all I need to see To be a man I feel all I need to feel I understand So let me rock you to sleep Let me rock you to sleep Pretty baby From the night and every evil they do. So let me rock you to sleep. Let me rock you. Let me rock you to sleep. J.J. Gregg, Amofro, Andrew Trube on the guitar, Anthony Cole on the drums, Arthur Edmiston on the sax, Dennis Marion on the trumpet, Anthony Farrell on the keys, and Ted Pecchio on the bass. The CD is called Georgia Warhouse, out on Alligator Records. Such a great sound. We've got time for one more song. We're going to get Ray LaMontagne and his band out here and see what we come up with. I want to thank all our guests here this week. We've had a great time with J.J. Gray and Mofro from Florida. Thanks for coming up, you guys. I want to thank our award winner, Paula Dupre-Pestman. Thank you, Paula. Congratulations. Special thanks to Ray LaMontagne and the Pariah Dogs. Thanks 
to Helen and the E-Tones. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. The citizens, the residents of E-Town, thanks for listening every week. We literally, really appreciate the fact you're tuning in. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. Why don't you love me like you used to do? Treat me no better than a worn-out shoe. My hair's still curly, my eyes are still blue. But why don't you love me like you used to do? And no loving like a hugging and kissing and a Nothing's like you used to cool I'm the same old trouble that you always been through Why don't you love me like you used to do? E-Town is produced by a donor-supported nonprofit organization with help from all of our fine staff. The show is recorded live this week at the historic Boulder Theater. Comment about E-Town, make an Achievement Award nomination, or find out how to get tickets to a live taping. Send an email to info at etown.org, visit our website, etown.org, or write us at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Why don't you like you used to be? How come you find so many? National distribution of E-Town is made possible by the support of E-Town's family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you.
This is a production of E-Town. Okay, there you have it. J.J. Gray and Ray LaMontagne, two great singers, two great bands, a great Achievement Award story. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.